0: Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. I I don't know who chose the songs again, but um, what I was saying today was, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? My heart is always passion. My heart is always intimacy. And I wrote, um, question mark, should it be a passion to know him more? and then our songs. I'm like, actually, Lord, the, the, it was the preaching was done even in the songs. But hey, I had asked the Lord. I said, what, what you know, what is it all about? Why, you know, why are we? Why did Jesus come? Why us? Um, and then he, again, he took me back. To, he took me back to the Word. Took me, there's a lot of Scripture today. He took me back to Genesis. And I'm starting with Genesis 1, And he says, so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. You know, God created us in his image. He created us for fellowship. He created us because he wanted companionship. He wanted, you know, us to be like him. But um, Isaiah 43:7 says, I'm mainly using the Amplified. I think there'll be a time when the passion will come, but it's mainly the Amplified. Isaiah 43, 7. It says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. You were created for God's glory. You were created so he can make boast of you. You were created so he can display you and say, Hey, This is my creation made in my image. This is what I look like. He wants to be able to put any one of us on show and say, you see them, you see me. Are we there yet? So Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above. Spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which He sets. So that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Do you know what? So, just this verse. I feel like I should just stop here and let's break it down and let's see what it says. But I have nine pages and that's just what I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where, where he stops me, we'll just stop. But you know, um, this verse actually tells you why what he wants. Yes, his his where his workmanship, he's doing a work in each one of us. He's preparing us. He's growing, transforming us. He's, he's changing things in our lives. He's teaching us things. He's causing faith to arise. He's doing everything. you know. Um, and then, then, not only that, he, he says he's arranging paths ahead of us to walk in. Ah. So, basically, what is left for us to do? He's done it all. Amen. Do you realize that? How, stop struggling in your own strength. Amen. He's done it all. He's prepared it all. You know, and all he's saying is, that, hey, hey, you go there. There's the path ahead of you. What? Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll walk it with you. So, hey, I'll give you the wisdom you need. I'll give you the understanding you need. Keeping my word. Keeping my word. But hey, it's all done. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Genesis 2. I'll go back to Genesis now. Genesis 2 8 to 14. Lord help. 2 8 to 14. This is what he did in the beginning. He planted a garden in the east, in Eden, delight, land of happiness. He put the man who he had formed, created there. And in that garden, the Lord God caused to grow from the ground every tree that is desirable and pleasing to the sight and good, suitable, pleasant for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. The tree of the experiential knowledge, recognition of the difference between good and evil. Now, a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four, four branching rivers. The first is named Pishon. It flows around the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Bdellium, a fragrant, valuable resin, and onyx are found there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the entire land of Cush in Mesopotamia. The third, Hedikel, Tigris. It flows east of Assyria, and the fourth is the Euphrates. Okay, I know I rushed through that, but it just, I would have loved to do it slowly, give you a mental picture. This is what God created for you. This is what God intended when He put Adam there. It, everything was done. What is it? Is it? Is it uh, precious jewels? They were there. The, the water, oh, the, the water watered the land. They didn't even have to. What did they have to do? You know, the, the, the rivers were there to to produce all the food they needed. The plants. Everything was done. It was. That's why we call it paradise. That's what God intended. You know. Um, Onyx, a gemstone, Deleon, it says is used in perfumery, incense, in traditional medicine. It's like myrrh. Okay, so everything, everything he made available, and that's exactly what he wanted. Then Genesis 3 7 to 10. Then the eyes of the two of them, this is obviously Adam and Eve, they, you know, he had made everything for them, but then we know they fell. They were tempted, they fell. What happened when they fell? Then the two the eyes of the two of them were opened. Their awareness increased. And they knew that they were naked. And they fastened. Do you know what? And they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of the day. And the man and his wife hid, and they kept themselves hidden. They kept themselves hidden. They kept themselves hidden from what? From the presence of the Lord. Of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Obviously, he had come before many times before. They were familiar with his presence. They enjoyed the presence of the Lord. Okay, And why, why does it say that they now realize they were naked? Could it be perhaps it was the presence of the Lord that clothed them? Could it be perhaps it was his glory covering over them? Why would you suddenly realize you're naked if that's how you were from the beginning? They hid from, and that, that was what struck me, that they hid from the presence of the Lord. Do you know what? We need to go back and become completely, completely comfortable with the presence of the Lord. Okay, so how much presence do we carry today? How naked are we? How do we see ourselves? Do you know what? (laughs) As As I was writing this, I realized in the spirit realm, by the way, you know, when we talk about, I'm jumping ahead, but hey. When we talk about secret place, yeah? When we talk about you must cultivate a place with the God. You must cultivate intimacy with him. You must have a secret place. It doesn't matter where it is. It could be, it could be you know, in the bedroom. It could be in the living room. You must have a place. And then suddenly I realized, you know what? The secret place is not a place. It's a place in the spirit realm. It's a place where you meet with him up there. It doesn't matter where you are. That secret place will still be there. You could be on the train and you could have the secret place because it's in the spirit realm. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not dependent on where you are physically because you, you can access it from anywhere that you are. All right? Um, and I also realized you know, that the more you access his presence in the in the in the secret place in the spirit realm, obviously that covering begins to come back on you. You carry that covering that Adam and Eve lost. You begin to be dressed with the glory of God, be covered. Otherwise, how did the demons say, "I know Paul, I know Jesus. Who are you?" How? What did they see? Why did the demons recognize that this person? Even though this person was probably using the name of Jesus or the name of Paul, nothing happened. Because <laughs> who are you? You have no clothes on. <laughs> you have no covering. You don't carry the presence of God, so go away. All right. And then I was like, do you know what? God is about restoring us back to that that he created Adam to be. That, that Adam was where he could come and walk in the cool of the evening, and they could, they could fellowship. They could be comfortable with one another. Then I looked in Psalm 8, um, 3 to 8. When I see and consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you have established. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of earth-born man that you care for him, yet... You know, I, I, I'm not even questioning God. I'm not going to say, "Why is man? I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to be man. I'm happy you created me to be who I am. You know, um, he's, he's actually teaching us to be very comfortable with who we are, who he says we are. Stop, stop looking at yourself different from who God says you are. You have to change that. You have to go into the word and find out who does God say I am. That's who I am. Not how I feel. Not what the world says is who he says. I am that I am and that I'm going to walk in. He says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of earthborn man that you care for him? I'm so glad you're mindful of us and you care for us, Lord. He says, you have made him a little lower than God himself, than Elohim, a little lower. Do you know what? I, I actually heard someone say the only two things that God withheld from us is his omnipresence, And his om, omniscience. Oh, how dumb! Omniscience, or oh, what? However you, you, you say it, he's actually given us his power. We may, don't have all of his power, but he has given us a lot of his power. His presence—we're not. We can't be everywhere at the same time. We can't be the the fact that he's everywhere at the same time. We can't. Be. But then everything else he has given us. If he gave us his spirit, gave us Jesus. Okay, um, so I'm going on. Um, he says, you have made him a little lower than Elohim, and you have crowned him with your glory and your honor. Yes. <laughs> you know, when we talk about the glory of God, and we talk about the manifest presence of God, the first thing, someone said it this morning, Your are Shekinah, it was Maria, wasn't it? The Shekinah glory is the manifest presence of God. It's the one we can see, it's the one that does something, when, when the manifest presence of God is here, you, you, you can't be the same. It changes something inside of you. His omnipresence, we just know he's everywhere. It, it, it doesn't affect you, but he's everywhere. But his manifested glory, you cannot, he cannot manifest his glory in this place, and we will remain, hey, hey. No, it will do something to you. OK. Um, it says, you have crowned him with glory and honor. And then you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. That's where he wants us to get back to. Do we, at, can we at this present time say, we, oh yes, God, I, I, I have dominion over the world. And look what I did. See, what well I?" no, we, we're not there yet. But that's where he wants us to be. That's his intention for us. And that's where we, we should be willing and understand. This is where God is taking us. He's caused, he, he has created us for greatness. He has created us for dominion over the works of his hands. Amen. Hey. Hmm. All things under his feet. Sheep, oxen, beasts of the field, birds of the air, fish. If we go back to Genesis, we'll say, he said to the, he, Adam and him, I give you dominion over everything I've created. You are in charge. OK. And whatever passes through the paths of the seas. So it's all about actually being cre- restored to God's plan. Create us, it, create us in his likeness for fellowship and for us to take our rightful place, having dominion over the earth. That's, that's what it's all about, OK. Um, and so I, I look back at everything we've done. Um, we learn something more about him every, t- every time we come to church. We learn something more about God. Um, as for, if anyone in this house still doesn't understand that they're the righteousness of God in Christ, um, I don't know what else we can do. I mean, I put my hand up and say I was—I was, I was a late. Um, I knew it. I would say it. But one day it hit me, and not too long ago, for that matter, it hit me. And since then, my stance, my position in who I am, has completely changed. I—you know what? I haven't. God's given me his righteousness. I am his righteousness. I am his child. And do you know what I understand now? He's responsible for me. <laughs> do you know, it makes my walk so much easier. <laughs> No, I was saying to them in the group, I'm like, oh, gosh, I made a wrong decision. I made a mess. I took my mess. And I'm like, here you go. Fix it. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it. But hey, 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 there you go. Could you fix it, please? And I left it, and I went. And do you know what? Um, I felt I was being cheeky. But I felt I had the right to do that. You're my daddy. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I can't live with this on my life. This will be a stain. No, you have to fix it. You know, and then um, in the morning, I woke up and I was suddenly right there. While I was in my secret place in the spirit realm, wisdom dropped into me. Uh, He gave me exactly what to do to fix it. And I was like, oh, okay." (laughs) But what am I saying? You need to truly understand who you are. A child is a child. You know, um, I was sharing about my dad this morning. I was was sharing it this morning. (laughs) My dad was an African dad with a stick. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I got, and it was a horse's whip. You know the horse's tail. <laughs> oh, you know it, too? Yes, we do. Ah, OK. <laughs> That's what was used on me. You know, my, my dad never told me he loved me. He probably didn't know whether he did or not. Or no, no, I, I'm, I shouldn't say whether he did or not. Maybe they didn't understand the concept of love, because maybe his dad and his parents didn't understand that you say, I love you, to a child. He never said he loved me, um, but funny enough, I knew, like now when I come into the understanding of love, I knew my father loved me. Yes. Did he use the stick, the whip? Yes, all the time, <laughs> all the time. I mean, and I was naughty. I was, I was. <laughs> um, but do you know something my father would did? He protected, look, you couldn't touch me. He's the only one who can touch me and my mom as well. But he was the only, how dare anyone else put a hand on me or put a finger and accuse, he would be there. But yeah, if the punishment was needed, he gave it. But so I, I, I've come to the understanding that he did love me. He never told me he loved me because I, I, I assuming he didn't know how or he didn't know they did that. But I know that. I, I don't know inside me. I know he loved me, even though I may have scars to show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and when I think of that, you know, as much as it's not the perfect picture of love, I'm like. Father God, if my dad would not let anything come near me, and in his imperfect way of showing me love was bum, bum, bum. Every, how much more you? How much more you? He will come to your rescue. He's indebted to come. Uh, <laughs> he says there's no accusation that can be made against you. No accusation because he has paid the price for it all. So who dares to accuse a child of God? But it's the children of God that need to know it. Yes. Yes. It's us that needs to, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to Pastor Rod. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, today we're doing the righteousness of God in Canada again. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm like, again? I've heard, I've heard the righteousness of God somebody, again? One day it just slapped me. I'm like, oh my goodness. I actually apologized to him. I, he didn't know I was saying again, obviously. But I, I went and I said to him, I said, Pastor Rod. You know. Huh? No, I told no, I told him. I went, I told him. I told him. I said, Pastor Rod, I, I'm so sorry because I, I was like, oh, gosh, again, righteousness of God, again we know this. I said, I didn't realize I didn't know it. Now I do. Now I do, and that's why, and I'm, and I'm saying it openly, and I'm saying it to all of us, because there might be some of you in the same place that you kept saying, why is he preaching this all the time? I'm telling you, it has to come by revelation. Go back and listen to his messages. Take them all and listen to them until it, it floods you. It, you. You come out different. You come out in knowing who you are. You come out knowing your father, God. You know he loves Oh, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I think you can tell from where I am now, as maybe where I was before. By the way, David, God says, stand. He says, having done everything, stand. Okay, and and, um, so you you truly need to know who you are. And you walk differently the enemy knows when you know the enemy knows and he knows do you know what i cannot come against this one like i did i have to find another way how can i get this one but i'm telling you he can't get you he can't get you okay so um pastor rod has made us all aware of us being the righteousness of god in christ he talked about the sovereignty of god and then he introduces us to the mysteries of the anointing have you finished the book david Mysteries of the anointing. I'm almost there. (laughs) I read it this, I went and bought it and I'm reading it, and it's something else. It'll be for another day. And thank you. I I just want to say thank you again to you, Deji, to Elder Deji, for the prophetic word that you, you you gave us this year. As I said, we can see it in action. Since you gave it, it's been you know, it's been we're doing it. We're doing everything you've said. Um, and to David embracing the uncommon grace based worship beloved behold becoming that's my favorite you're the beloved of the Lord behold him without fear without condemnation and you become like him and that's his plan for us okay so definitely we're going on in his word I just wanted I don't know if I have time for all of this Um, there was a Psalm 93 that we looked at one of the evenings and I just want to exalt God from Psalm 93 before we go anywhere else look it's from the Passion Translation by the way sorry (laughs) Um, Psalm 93 look Yahweh reigns as king He has covered himself with majesty and strength. And he wears his majesty and strength as his splendor garments. Can you see him? Can you see him covered in majesty, in strength? Regal power surrounds him as he sits securely on his throne. He's not threatened. He sits securely on his throne. He's in charge of it all the entire world, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He's not fazed by anything that happens. (laughs) He actually laughs in derision at the enemy. He sits there and he laughs. What do you think you're doing? All he needs to do is and the enemy's gone. All right. Chaos once challenged you. This is God. Oh, sorry. Lord, I missed verse 2. Lord, you have reigned as king from the very beginning of time. Eternity is your home. Chaos once challenged you. The raging waves lifted themselves over and over, high above ange- ocean's depths, letting out their mighty roar. Yet at the sound of your voice, they were stilled. And we see that even when Jesus was in the boat with the disciples. The storm was raging, raging, raging. we am going to swallow you up, I'm going to finish you. <laughs> Peace. Be still. That was the end. <laughs> you know why you're like, what's wrong with Shut, shush, shush. What a majestic king filled with power. And do you know what? He has given you that ability. Hey. Nothing can ever change your royal decrees. They last forever. Amen. And this, this is what got me. Holiness is the beauty that fills your house. Who is his house? Who is his house today? It's us. And you're the one who abides for it. Holiness, yes, it f- is the beauty that fills us. If I asked you a question, are you holy? Mm, 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 mm. Are you holy? Yes. Yes. He says, You are holy because I am. Mm-hmm. How would he dwell in a place that isn't holy? He has come to live inside of us. So we are that house. And, Elder Deji again, I'm quoting you. I'm going to ignite a real passion in me for the heart of, your, of the people this year. They will be burning for me and my spirit this year. I think it's happening. You can see it happening. They will burn for me and my spirit this year. However, this will come through obedience. And tell them to desire me before all things. And that's why today it's a passion to know him more. It's a passion to desire him above everything else. Okay. Okay. So, if we talk about our passion for him, first of all what's your relationship like this is for you to go back and see what's your relationship do you have how, how do you how do you relate to him you know um we all we, we've said so many times you must have a time with him you must have a secret place what's it like? can we come into it? can we sit with you and see what goes on there um Are you, or is it just that place, like, oh, when I need something, that's when I visit him there and ask him for something? Um, Is it a place, what of when, ha, you know, many of us, we have a time, we have a place. We say, when we wake up in the morning or whatever time, we go there. What of when he calls you (laughs) or do you hear him? In a relationship, it's, it's, it's both of us. It's not just, I decide when I want to see you, and that's it. I decide it's 5 to 5.30 in the morning. That's my time with you. The rest of the time is, what of when he calls you? Are you available? Or do you not even hear that? Because you know, your time with him, is, it, it, it's, it's, it's not a relationship. It's, I am supposed to do this. So hey, God, I'm here, and then I go. What has he said back to you? All right. Do you know what? The word of God is, is so full, um, and he has so much for us, but you know what? It might be in the word, but if we don't access it, and do you know what? We can't access that word without the spirit of God, and we can't get that without us having a relationship with him. First Corinthians two nine. This is what he wants. On the contrary, as the Scripture says, it's back to amplify. <laughs> Sorry, um, no, that I didn't tell you. First Corinthians two nine. On the contrary, as the Scripture says, what eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, and has not entered into the heart of man, or that God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affect. You, I, love, I love this word, in affectionate reverence. You know, many of us may say, oh, I, I have reverence for the Lord, and that's great. I respect him, I honor him. But there's all, it, 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 this one says it's affectionate reverence. You know, it's, it's closer than just, I'm in holy fear. I'm a, you know, I give him reverence because I'm afraid. It's affectionate reverence. I honor him because wow, I have a relationship with him, and I can see him for who he is. I know he's. He can speak a word, and things will change. I have that relationship. It's like, it's like you know, um, I think it was on Zoom once when someone was talking and their little child just came into, it was during this COVID time and it went viral, where this little child, so what if my dad is on an important meeting on Zoom? It's my dad. I'm going in there. and Because why? Because it was his dad. He knew I can come to my dad. You know, so as much as we, we tr- and don't, don't, let's not mix it up. Let's not think, because he's my dad, I, I can be, you know, I can do, what, no, the, it's affectionate reverence. It's a combination of the two. Mm. It's a, combi- it, has to, it has to be balanced. You know, we can't just walk in there and say, hey, 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 aye, <laughs> aye, like, you know. You know, even though I said I went and I said, could you fix it for me, I went with reverence. I know I was like, but I would never have done that before. Uh, what I would have done would be to cry, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry, sorry. And it would be for days. <coughs> I'm so sorry. What could I, and I'd be thinking, cracking my head. What do I do? What do I do? How do I fix it? It, it, was, it was different. It was very different. There was no tears. I didn't cry. I just knew he could. And I knew he would. Because he loved me, I loved him, we have relationship. and then I, whatever it is I've done was already gone. All I had to I'm sorry, once it's gone. It's gone. And I went, and, and he, he answered, and I was like, "Gosh, this is easy. You know We don't need to struggle. Just get to know him, Get to spend that time with him, and listen out when he calls you. Answer. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'll drop whatever I'm doing. Don't forget, he's, he's not going to, you, you know, you can't be in the middle of, um, what, doing your, well, you can't be in the middle of being at work and in a very difficult, and then he'll say, no, come away, come away, no, he, he's, 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 he's considerate. But it could be when you want to eat that big meal. <laughs> Or when you, you're like, I'm so tired, I need to go to bed. Ah, I'm so glad it's bedtime. And he says, hey, 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 could you come? <sighs> Can't it be tomorrow? That's not relationship with God. He comes first. He takes priority over everything else. And I'm telling you, no matter what it is you sacrifice for him in terms of time or what you're doing, which maybe have been pleasurable to you, there is no way he will not reward you. Yeah. He delights. In fact, one of the things is sacrifice. Are you willing to sacrifice for him? Are you willing to give up certain things for him? That's what a relationship is. That's when your relationship is true. When you truly understand his worth, come on. What won't you be able to sacrifice for him? What? What well, a sleepless night? Yeah? So what? And then you have to go to work in the morning. Hey, Lord, it was worth it. He will, he, will, he will sustain you. He will sustain you. He understands what you gave up. He'll sustain you. And you'll find maybe you were even sharper that day than, than even the, the yeah. previous days. Because you'd spend the time with, no, I'm, I'm, serious. I'm serious. I'm learning it. I'm learning it. I'm learning when he says, hey. OK. Oh, if, if, OK. So, um, and look what he says he's going to do. He says, remember what we said? Um, we said, yeah, who hold him in affectionate reverence. Promptly, I didn't finish that verse, promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he bestows. Promptly obeying. Hey, Jennifer. Yeah, I'm here. Could you say this to this person, promptly obeying? Many times I've held back from, you know, I, I, something drops in my spirit, and ah, no, can't say it. I won't say it. How, how does he get to minister to others who maybe are not hearing him, and then he gives you a message for them, and you, you, you hold back from telling them? No matter what the message is. Okay. The benefits he has bestowed. John 14, 13. (laughs) He says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. As my representative. This I will do so that the Father may be glorified and celebrated in the Son. That's a privilege we have. But I tell you, you can't, you don't, Don't. we mustn't feel that we can draw from that privilege if we don't have relationship. If you don't have that intimacy and fellowship with him. You know, there are many things God has said or the Lord has said and put in his word. And we think, oh yeah, I've seen it, but it doesn't work. Have you ever asked why it doesn't work? Because he says, anything you ask in my name, I'll do it. But then you'll ask things, and you're like, "I've asked, and why?" Why?" Let's talk about intimacy, like in, in, maybe I should go back and talk about Nigeria. In Nigeria. you know, someone comes to your house. First of all, we Nigerians will know, maybe everyone else. You have fences, you, you, your, your house always has a fence and, and a gate where, where people can come in, and sometimes there's people outside the gate, and you're like, "Who's there?" Ha. Okay, I'll come and see you outside the gate. (laughs) You know, you're not coming in. You know, I don't know you. I'm not letting you even into my compound. Not to talk of into the house. And then there's others that will come and like, oh, oh, someone. Oh, really? Okay, here's here. You can sit in the front porch. Here's a chair. You can sit there. There's others who will come. Yeah, they can sit in your living room. That's fine. You know, and um, maybe you're not in. They can. You know, there's then there's others who can maybe take your. Remote and, and you know watch something while they're waiting for you, and then there's others who can come into your bedroom and sit with you and have a chat with you. Where's God? Outside the gate. Okay. So how will that person outside the gate now ask me for you know um, something, and I'll give it to them? If they ask me for, like, hey, could you give me a 1,000 pounds? <laughs> I don't really know you. <laughs> you can have five. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. But if someone who has access to me in my bedroom, and like, hey, I need a 1,000 pounds, you won't think twice, even if you don't have it, why? Because of relationship, you know them, you trust them, you know that they would never come and ask you for something if they didn't need it, or you know, you, you know you know, you actually would have known their story up to that place. So we can't not have that deep intimacy with him and say, "I'm going to pull on your word." Mm, really? Okay. So um, our, our scripture from. OK. Um, Matthew 22 and 30. Can you give Gosha the package from Pastor Rodin? No, the one in my bag, the green one. I can see. Sh- Gosha, Pastor Rod. Okay. So Matthew 22 and 37. If this is going on the internet, this is going to be strange. Eh? <laughs> Matthew 22 and 37 and Jesus answered him and he said love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart with all the energy of your being and with every thought that's within you love him with your thoughts with the energy of your being and in the Hebrew Bible that word isn't even love it's worship it's Worship the Lord with every passion of your heart, with the energy of your being, every thought. That, that, that. So what's left? Basically, give him everything. Let him take priority over everything. Why is it hard when we trust him, when we know that his plans for us are good, when we know that his ways are higher, but they lead us into great places? You know, um so why why is it hard for us to give him everything? Why? Are we afraid? What if he tells you today to empty your bank account and, and put it in the offering? Oh. <laughs> why, you don't trust that he can supply your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus <laughs> You know, If the Lord asks for anything or gives us an instruction, our relationship with him should be such that we don't think twice. We may not be there yet, but that's where we strive to get to. The more you know him, the more you trust him. The more time you spend with him. I think that someone said that. This morning already. The more time you spend with him, the, the, the more not only you become more like him. The more you get to know him, the more you, you, you know what? Lord, take everything, mm-hmm. take everything. Why? Because he, everything belongs to him anyway. He's able. He's not going to leave you hungry. It says, "I've never seen the, the the righteous go hungry or begging for bread." Mm-hmm. Does he lie? I'm not a man that I should lie. You, there's always something to support, you know, who he is and what he does in the word. Okay, um, you know, the, the message of that same verse of Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven um, says, Jesus says, "Love the Lord your God with all your passion, all your prayer, and your intelligence." Some of us, our intelligence comes, stands in the way sometimes. You know, we, we, we can figure it out. We, we know because, we, you know, we, we're highly intelligent. you got A's in everything. You've got, you know, first class, everything is there. So I know it. I can think it out myself. No, 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 no. God, that doesn't seem, it won't work like that. You know, I, I hear you. And Lord, you know, I, I'll, I'll just do it this way. I'll come back. To, and then you're shocked. Yeah, love him even with your intelligence give it to him ask him ask him and that's something that the Lord is teaching me on a daily basis the Holy Spirit is your helper Amen. Jesus says I'm giving you a helper Amen. how many times have you asked him for help it should be every day what is it you can do in your own strength anyway what is it that you can do perfectly correctly? Ask him. He's there, that's why he's there. Don't ignore him. Like we was it last night we were talking about, you know, talk to him all the time. You you have to put something in place until it becomes habit with you. Put something in place that will remind you to tune into him throughout the day. I don't, I mean, I think it was Dot Sheets who created this app. That rings every fifteen minutes. Did did were you aware of it? I, every fifteen minutes, is and it's just to remind you, hey, tune in to the Holy Spirit. Carol Sorry, Carol Arnott had that as well. Well, I don't know. I see her in No, um, it's it's isn't it Dutch Sheets that does every fifteen? Yes, yes. It it could be she could have one as well, you know. We could do one ourselves. You could do something. (laughs) Put your alarm on every fifteen minutes or something. But it's just until it becomes part of you. You sometimes we need to remind ourselves. I haven't checked in. I haven't checked in. I haven't checked in. You you just you you know. He again ask him. How do I remind myself to check into you and to ask you for everything? OK, um, I have so many more pages. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm not going to continue because I feel you need to take this away. There's more to be done. I, I probably have a part two and a part three. But it's all about seeking him. It's all about passion for him getting to know him we've been on that quest lord i want to know you more and more and if you have that desire he indeed will make himself manifest to you he will because that's what he wants and remember i I, I think today is about us knowing that his intention is to bring us back to that original place That, that place where he and Adam walked in the garden, where they were friends, where he would d- discuss with Adam, tell Adam everything. Adam would tell him everything. What do you think about this, Lord? Do you think I should call this this? Or, you know, what's this about? It's, it's a relationship. It's intimacy. It's that he, he should be the person you share the most secrets with. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, the secret place is in the spirit realm. It's not just about where you sit. You can be on the train. Close your eyes and you're in that place. I remember Steve Dittmer. He said that place of encounter with the Lord, he said you can always go back to it. I remember him. He used to share some wild things, yes, about, you know, he he would take a verse and God would take him into the verse and show him things. And he said, you know what, that encounter, you can always go back to it. You can always revisit it. I remember Graham Cook told us, he said, six months the Lord didn't let him out of um, uh, Psalm was 91. 91. Say so six months he was kept in Psalm 91. Because there's, you know, God's, he's limitless. You know, there's so much that he has to show us and teach us and wants to. And again, don't forget that we were destined for greatness. If you were destined to, to have dominion over the face of the earth, if he said to Abraham, I will make you great, and he said that to all of us, then that's where he wants to take you. Yeah. But you can't do it out of relationship. You can't do it outside of relationship. It has to come from relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we say it all the time yeah, 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 I have my, I have my devotion with him. What, the 30 minutes? Oh. Um, I heard, I'm not sure if it was Benny Hinn. I'm not sure where I heard it, but it's recent. Someone said, do you tithe your breath? You'd be like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know when you talk, your breath comes out, eh? (laughs) So (laughs) do you tithe your breath? (laughs) So basically they're saying, what is it that you speak about throughout the day? Well, how how much of 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 it belongs to the Lord or can he be glorified from right. ha. And, and I thought actually just ten percent ten percent was little it should be more than ten percent but it was just a thought it was just something that you know dropped into um uh, I just caught it. It ties my breast. So, how much of the Lord do I speak of, and how much of other things do I speak of? Don't forget, when we speak of other things, it's very easy for other things to to come in. And I want you to remember that you are the favored of the Lord. Thank you. Let me say something. Um, My daughter, Safia, um, I remember, you know, um, she always used to say, God loves me the best. I said, hmm. She said, I know, I know God loves a because You know, the, so many things have I, He must love me the best. Like, yeah, He loves me too. Just so, and then she bought me a, a cup, um, a, a teacup. And um, on, as I'm drinking it, on the inside is written, I am your favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps saying it, I'm the favorite child in this house. I'm the favorite. I'm like, Hmm? That that's it, that's it. You know, and she she she, and she so she said every time you use this cup, you remember I am your favorite child, and you know what? That's the way God looks at us. You should know that. You, see, us should be saying to God, "I know I'm your favorite." You remember when Deji asked, you know, why should he love you? I was like, is he going to say my? preaching is he going to say because i knew i was going to talk about favorite child and you know you you should know that you are favored by the lord you should you should feel you should feel his favorite child when you're in his presence because he's he's capable of making you feel that because he loves his love is we, we we don't fully understand it but you know what have your eyes on who he wants you to be and until we get there, which I'm not sure we you know, I don't know whether we'll get there before we reach there. But you know, you, there, there's a scope for you to be better than where you are Amen. with every day. Not just, oh, maybe in 10. Every day, you should come away from his presence knowing something more about him. Every single day. Every single day. And I'm finding that you know because I'm, am intentional about it, I don't come away and I'm like, Lord, show me something. The other day, I'll just share this. He just, he just said, he said, go check. I am He. And remember, I think I shared it, um, in the evenings, um, and it was you know in the Garden of Gethsemane, when um, you know Judas came with a. Pharisees and all the policemen to come and they said and, he, and Jesus said who are you looking for and they said Jesus of Nazareth or the Nazarene or something and he said I am he, you know what happened to them <laughs> <laughs> they all the ground, and and I'm like, and they still thought, you you know, let me go and catch this man. I mean, that was just, yeah, Um, he, boom, I don't know why he, 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 I don't know why he, he highlighted, I went, and I'm like, wow, wow, you know what, when you carry the presence of the Lord, when you carry him to that extent, all you'll have to do is stand there. Everything will flop before you. The enemy will fall to the ground because he will not be able to say, I know Paul, I know Jesus, who are you? Because he will say, oh gosh, I know. You. Oh gosh, here's another one. <laughs> so remember, I am he. Until you get to that place where I can, you can say, I am he and everything collapses, we haven't got there yet. So Father, we just want to thank you. We thank you for who you are, and we thank you for your desire, Lord, to, to bring us to that place of intimacy, absolute in- intimacy, fellowship with you. Bring us back to the place that Adam was in the garden, and that's your desire, to restore to us, Lord, lost dominion, to restore your covering over us, Lord God. So Lord, we just say thank you, and Lord, you stirred our hearts up. That's what we want, too because we know it's available. So Lord, we're going to pursue you daily. We're going to pursue you. And Holy Spirit, we say whatever it takes to remind us, to prompt us, to, to, to draw us, Lord, we, we, we give you permission. Lord, help us. That's why the Lord Jesus said he gave you to us. So help us. Help us to, no wonder Brother Lawrence said, practice the presence of the Lord. Through, even when he said, remember, he said, even when you're washing dishes, practice his presence because he's there. So Lord, Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us. We want and you know, I didn't get to that place, but I was going to talk about the benefits also of, of, of the presence on us, but that's for another time. So thank you, Lord. We just give you praise because we say from this week to next week, we will come back, you know, fuller than we are today. So thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We believe you really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.